Welcome to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter, also host of Podsagic. And I'm Tom, also co-host of Jake and Tom Conquer the World. And we are back to discuss Mr. Hurwitz's Q&A session on Twitter. Uh, this is going to be Cobra Kai News number three. And it looks like a lot of people have actually been enjoying these episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Uh, and again, I just got to give uh, all the thanks in the world to Mr. Hurwitz, not only for permission to do this, but also for uh, just reaching out to fans and asking uh, or answering uh, any questions that they throw at him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is going to be the best source um, of news. You know, it's coming from him, uh, who is part of the creative team. Uh, he's also, you know, working behind the camera and the writing and all of that good stuff. So no other better place, really. Um, because I've, I've asked him before, what are some sources to follow? Uh, he didn't respond to that one. But uh, again, this is coming directly from one of the, the creative team members. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, one of the big three uh, as far as behind the camera. Yeah. So a, a little bit of housekeeping, you know, so, um, to kind of start off this episode with, uh, we have finally been approved on Google Play Music. I'm not an Android user, and so I know that there is a difference between the Google Play Store and Google Play Music. So if you listen to a podcast, music is the app that you want to use. So we're, we should be available for all the phone devices and stuff now, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, um, the Podbean app, if you want to use that, some people do use that as well. So, uh, so we're available, uh, in many places. And if there's something that you use that, that doesn't have our show, let us know and we'll try to get it on there. If they're using something that they can't use to listen to us, how are they going to hear that? <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> I, I, the, the, I, I don't know. I don't know that the, you, you got me there, Tom. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let me see. We also have, uh, by the time people hear this, I think we'll have all of the TV My Brain episodes finally up on Cobra Kai Companion. And after all of that, we'll kind of, you know, as we can get to them, we will start editing some of the other interviews that we have had recorded. Um, I don't think we have any like, bonus episodes recorded or anything like that, but uh, definitely at least three interviews. Uh, and I'll try to space them out a little bit. And, you know, with season two starting shooting, we'll probably have a bit of a lull uh, in terms of like maybe the Q&A and other content. So, Tom, you and I will probably start reviewing some movies, perhaps, you know, that involve some of the cast members. I keep I keep pushing for Hot Tub Time Machine. I think that'd be a great one to kick it off with. Uh, but I definitely want to review Mr. Zepka's uh, film Most, you know, the one that he got yes, nominated. Yes, yeah. very much. I want to see that. Yeah, so I definitely want to get my hands on a, on a physical copy of that. Uh, and what else? We we have some other bonus episodes uh, that we've uh, kicked around. Uh, I'll go ahead and reveal this to you, Tom. This is the one that I wanted to ask you about one time, and I completely forgot. Uh, okay. But I figured we should review the episodes of um, How I Met Your Mother. Is that... Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, actually not a bad idea. Yeah, so the ones that Billy was in, those are the episodes we will watch and review just like in one episode. So, you know, that's it, it's an idea, you know, stuff that we, we're going to be doing to try to create content while we wait for season two. Yeah, and in all honesty, I think it's um, way more than understandable that uh, the people who are actually working on the show aren't going to be quite as uh, uh, accessible right now, given everything that's going on. Yeah, 
So, you know, we're going to try to find things. Um, but in the meantime, make sure you guys follow all the cast members and people that work on the show on the social medias to include Twitter, Instagram. We're seeing a little bit of nuggets of, uh, of, of production, you know, and it's actually really cool, especially John Hurwitz. You know, he's, um, tweeted out pictures of what could be sets or maybe even shooting locations, uh, one of which I saw of him standing in front of, um, I think it was Johnny's apartment. You know, so there's things like that. There was a picture of the creative team with um, the stunt coordinator, Hiro Koda, and some other people. So follow them. You know, they they are posting and tweeting things. And, you know, if you guys enjoy the behind-the-scenes stuff, those are the people to follow. Yeah, uh, the best behind-the-scenes photo that I've seen so far is just a basic rehearsal between uh, William Zapka and uh, Martin Cove. I mean, they were just casually sitting on a couch with two scripts in their hands, but but still, it was pretty dang cool to see those two guys together again. You know, uh, what that reminded me of was mm. was when, gosh, was it Force Awakens? Uh, was that like the big, the big uh, picture with like all these... Cast oh yeah, the table read. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, kind of what yeah. it reminded me of, and it's just two characters from Cobra Kai. But it was to to me, it was just as big as that Star Wars picture. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't think we have anything else uh, right now to report. You know, we'll get into like the contact information at the end. One other thing I want to throw out before we get started uh, into the the Q and A uh, Twitter session here. Also, Mr. Hurwitz uh, appeared on another podcast called Exec Producer with Noah Pollock. Uh, basically, it's you know they talk to a, an executive and also. Uh, well, the person who got the show started and the person who had the the quote unquote light bulb moment, you know, to mm-hmm. to come up with the show. So it was a great listen on how Cobra Kai came to be. Uh, I think a lot of people have heard that story where you know they saw a billboard of Kim, Kimmy Gibbler for Fuller House and it's like, why not Cobra Kai? You know, so they talk about that and it was a, a fascinating insight into the origins of you know what would be Cobra Kai. Yeah, uh, you and I actually talked about this uh, off air a couple weeks ago. I uh, first of all, I'm excited that uh, Mr. Hurowitz is willing to take time to go on to podcast because that fills me with hope. Uh, and, and secondly, <laughs> I think I'm going to avoid listening to this just because, in the off chance that he does decide to come on the show. I don't want to accidentally copy any of those questions. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yep, yep. We yeah. did discuss that, and uh, I think that's uh, fine. You know, w- one spoiled, one not. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I think it will still be uh, cool if we do get them. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be fine. He he can come on if he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well you, you know what? <laughs> we'll uh, let him set that up with our assistant. Yeah, yeah, get a hold of our people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, so let's get into this uh, Q&A. And, you know, for any, anybody that took that a little serious, that was a little ribbing, okay? Yes, um, yes. All right, so uh, don't get up in our mentions, please. <laughs> okay, so uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to read the listener's tweet, and uh, Tom, you're going to read his responses, and we'll discuss so right. the first one comes from at switch eight four two favorite Johnny one liner, uh, and the answer is so many favorites. First thing that came to my head was kicks get chicks, and if I may say so, it's kind of hard to argue. Uh, that's a that's a pretty badass line. That is a pretty badass line. I can't think of a great one liner from Johnny right off the bat. I, I'd have to really uh, think about it. I mean, that is a good one. 
I still and, like the line that he's the ex-degenerate. You know, not, yeah. not necessarily the, the line, just the delivery. There's there's just so many. Yeah. I mean, you, you know what? I, I don't want to tease it, but that's going to be like a, a future bonus episode where we go over like jokes and moments mm. and stuff like that. So, uh, but kicks get chicks. That is a good one. All right on. Next one. At Pluto of Pluto, how many episodes will be in season two of Cobra Kai? Uh, ten. Same as season one. And to me, that makes sense. Uh, you don't want to have too much of a good thing, I, I I don't think, in my opinion. I mean, not only that. I mean, we've discussed it on previous uh, Cobra Kai news episodes where, you know, it's a formula that works. Don't fix it if it ain't broke. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the next one comes from, I don't know, maybe a future interview. Who, who knows? Maybe that's already been recorded. Uh, at Matt Lewis Actor. Now, that tradition has been completely thrown out the window. Can we expect the masks to change colors again this year? To which Mr. Hurowitz said, that would all be up to the All-Valley Board, Ron. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Matt Lewis plays the uh, All-Valley Board Committee president, I, I believe. Uh, I may have heard you know, Ron, that that's his character name. So, little tease for you guys there. Uh, next tweet comes from at Eric Weber. Can we start... Can we start a GoFundMe to make Terry Silver's appearance on the show a reality? Uh, and the answer is, it probably won't factor into whether or not he appears on the show, but I'm not stopping you from starting one. Now, yeah. now real quick, how would that work? Are, are they it's starting a, 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 a GoFundMe thing? To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it as a bribe. And if that were the case, I'm sure Mr. Kanan would just be like, here's all my monies. Put me in it. <laughs> I'll give you a free t-shirt. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, next one comes from Switch842 again. Were any other professions considered for Daniel before deciding on Automotive King? Uh, nothing in serious contention. We came up with that idea fairly early and liked it from the start. Hmm. And, you know, is, is there another uh, profession that you would want to have seen Daniel in that would have fit where his character's at now, at least? That would fit better. I mean, I don't think we really... I mean, the bonsai tree, you know, store, I know that wasn't very successful in part three. And I wouldn't... I don't see him as any kind of mechanic because he didn't fix those old cars, you know? He only cleaned them and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I think it's fitting. I could see him maybe being an uh, independent contractor, setting up uh, landscaping. I like that. I like that. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, wax on, wax off uh, industries or something like that, where he comes in, he does uh, your backyard, and every customer gets a free bonsai tree uh, planted in their uh, location of choice. I like that. That's a good one, perhaps for season three. There you go. <laughs> if he ever needs a new job. Uh, next one we got comes from uh, one of our listeners, at AC Patterson 975 Will Kyler, Yasmin, and Cousin Louie be in season two? Can't answer about involvement of specific characters. What I can say is that any character who showed up in season one has the potential to return in season two. And if they aren't in season two, that doesn't mean they won't return in the story later. We have long-term plans. And you know what? That last sentence to me makes me uh, very, very confident about the future of this show. I, I don't like shows that kind of uh, write things on the fly. I love the fact that they 
I, I, I had to guess. I'd say they already have an idea of as far as where they want this story to end. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I guess also, you know, if the, I know there's probably listeners that aren't on social media. Uh, we know that Gianni DiCenzo is uh, on his way. Well, he's probably already in Atlanta, uh, but that also uh, has been confirmed. So Dimitri is there. Uh, we know Aisha is coming back for sure. Bert, uh, we got news that he is back. And Nestor, Nestor is also back too. So these are via themselves, or, you know, whether it's uh, we heard it from them or we've seen it on their social media, like Vos Sanchez. You know, he put that on his Instagram story that um, he got an email. So a mm-hmm. uh, couple of the other Cobra boys uh, have also been confirmed. I'm forgetting their character names, and I'm not sure if their uh, mothers would like me putting their real names out. So I'm going to just leave that out. But uh, there's definitely a lot of uh, people returning so far that we know. Excellent. And uh, I, I, I don't I don't think this is any secret, but we also got Miguel. Uh, we also have Hawk and Sam returning because they've been playing board games together uh, on social media. <laughs> so I, I think that's a safe bet uh, that, yeah. that they're coming back. Uh, I mean, and if you guys were wondering, yes, Johnny and Daniel, too. <laughs> yeah, in fact, uh, Ralph Macchio just put out a tweet yesterday saying that his uh, filming schedule starts this week, I believe. There we go. Yeah, they're definitely done with the writing. Uh, I believe that was on the uh, the seventh, which was the first Q and A that we're going over right now. That was the night that I was on my way to the panel uh, to go, um, you know, sit in the Karate Kid panel. Uh, so if you guys are interested in hearing that panel and my interactions with uh, you know, Martin Cove, Billy Zapka, and Ralph Macchio, listen to the Rose City Comic Con episode. Nice. So, let's see, the follow-up tweet to, uh, from AC Patterson 975 what are the last names of Kyler, Yasmin, Moon, and Dimitri? That is info which we'll save for the show. And you know what? We may not even get them because it, it may not even matter. But uh, I, I know that the tweet is basically trying to probe to see if there's any relations, you know, to some of the other characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So next tweet at always image n seven one three. Any chance that we'll see uh, Sensei Ron, Ron Thomas, the Rob Garrison, or Tony O'Dell reprise their roles by season three? Johnny needs his friends, and those are some of the original Cobras. Uh, and Mr. Hurwitz's answer was always possible that the original Cobras will return. You'll have to keep watching to find out. Did you see, um, I think I did a screenshot, and I think the Rob, uh, the Rob Garrison, Rob Garrison, I think he might have been trolling me a little bit, because uh, a, I don't know if the, um, uh, this, this person started listening to our show, but there was an interaction with me on Twitter with, with somebody else, and he's like, are you gonna, um, interview Rob Garrison? I was like, well, I tweeted at him when he went to the Steel City Comic Con, and I haven't heard back from him. And then I, I put dot 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 yet. And then he, <laughs> and then Mr. Rob Garrison liked the tweet. <laughs> so I was just you like, never know. You I never know. know. I know. So did you like it because I said yet? Did you like it because you were mentioned? Because then I tweeted and asked him to come on the show, and he hasn't uh, replied or liked it. So uh, I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, the next one comes from at love Ralph Macchio. Should we expect anything to happen between Johnny and Robbie? Happen between Johnny and Robbie relationship? Will Miguel and Sam become an item season two? Uh, and the answer is, I would expect us to continue the journeys of all of the main characters from season one. 
And honestly, let's, let's be honest with you, uh, you know, love Ralph Macchio. Do you really want those answers right now? Really? Right. Yeah. I mean, because there's also something that I asked later that you can apply that very same comment to. We're like, Peter, did you really want to know right now? So <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Uh, the next one comes from at Vic Digital. Now that you have some confidence, you'll be around a while. How do you determine how much story real estate to allot to seeding stories for future seasons? Is this guy a writer? That's a good question. Yeah, it's a very good question, but just the wording of it. Uh, now, the answer is, when writing every scene, the primary focus on the story I'm sorry, the primary focus is on the story where you're telling that particular moment, but where you're always thinking about where it fits into the overall picture within the season and beyond. If there's an organic opportunity to seed stuff for the future, we'll take it. Now, I, I personally, I don't think it's a good idea to quote unquote plant a lot of seeds for the future. Um, I'm a big fan of Breaking Bad. Yes. And, uh, they had a uh, podcast dedicated to it that was actually uh, hosted by the showrunner and one of the main editors. Kelly and, Dixon. Yes, Kelly Dixon and... Uh, Vince Gilligan. Vin- Vince Gilligan, yep. And th- that show was great for having a lot of callbacks to older episodes, things that audience members had forgotten about at the time. And they didn't really, quote-unquote, plant seeds as much as they just went back over older scripts and older episodes, and they were kind of strip mining the past to take advantage of in the future. I think that's a much better approach than quote unquote planting seeds. Yeah, because I mean, I agree. Yeah, because what happens if you you know, well, God, look at Lost. You plant these seeds, you raise questions in the minds of your audience, and you never get around to answering them. To me, that's just kind of a, I don't want to say bad storytelling, but maybe not ideal storytelling. Yeah, no, it's funny that you went to Breaking Bad because that's kind of where my mind was going. I, you know, we've discussed uh, in one of our episode reviews where this was on, you know, it was getting to that level, you know, the Breaking Bad mm-hmm. writing where everything is referenced and, um, and discussed. You know, it's very much like that. Uh, I'm forgetting the the ricin. You know, like the ricin yeah. was introduced very early on and everybody was wondering when is that coming back and it comes back in you know the last few episodes of breaking bad so um i think you know what they're doing is working and no no need to try to plant anything for the future Mm -hmm. exactly next one comes from uh at always image n713 again will we get more scenes and story for aisha nicole brown is one of my favorite new cobras and uh i'm I'm loving this answer because you know, Nicole, I'm friendly with, uh, and I consider her character to be probably, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to say she's my favorite new character. And the answer is we have definite plans for Aisha in season two. Yeah. You know, I agree. Nicole Brown is a uh, friend of the show. Uh, we interact with her. She's in our group page, you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw that out. She's in our group page. And I... I don't think it's any secret that she's a fan favorite, and also she is the first lady of Cobra Kai. How would you not expect her to come back? If she didn't come back, I would be very, very, very disappointed, Mister Hurwitz. Yeah, yeah. So, next one comes from Aunt Evans UFC. Did Daniel quit practicing karate because Mister Miyagi died, and karate was too painful a reminder? The date of Miyagi's death and Daniel quitting karate seem to seem to be around the same time, I think is what he meant. Yeah. Uh, 
And the answer is, this is something we may reveal on the show one day. Can't answer on here. Yeah, and that's a pretty good question. And I think there was another tweet similar to this that I asked uh, in regards to, like, why was Mr. Miyagi's, the date where he passed, different from Pat Morita's. And I think that was probably in Cobra Kai News number two, if not one. But if you mm-hmm. haven't heard the other two, go back and listen to them. You know? Yeah. yeah. Now, my two cents on this isn't so much that uh, the the karate brought up too many painful memories of Daniel, but it's that he didn't have Miyagi acting as his conscience. So rather than focusing on karate, family, you know, the things that uh, give him balance and are important in life, he focused on business, focused on, you know, physical things materialistic things and then with the reemergence of cobra kai it kind of forced him back into balance Mm -hmm. that's just my opinion my interpretation i could be completely wrong no it's a fair point uh the next one comes from at alabama alabama mutant which i don't don't know why you would disclose where you're located because now (laughs) you could be found not to mention the fact that you're a mutant. Yeah, yeah. If there's one so. thing that the uh, X-Men films have uh, taught me, it's that uh, those dirty muties have to be hunted down and uh, eliminated. Yeah, so you got to be really careful what you what you call yourself out there. So, <laughs> uh, They ask, how did you prepare for your first meeting with Ralph Macchio? And he said, we made sure we had a clear vision for the show on every level. Had to be thorough and have answers to anything he may ask. Couldn't be half-baked. Also watch interviews with Ralph to know what was important to him. And I just want to throw in, again, check out the Rose City Comic Con episode because Ralph touch, uh, touches on this because he was asked this very question. Basically, you know, I'm not going to give specifics because I, I think it is still an episode worth checking out. Uh, but basically, they were asking what were some other pitches. And he actually talks about like the worst pitch that was ever given, uh, which was hilarious. <laughs> yes. Um, but also the fact that uh, you know Mr. Schlossberg, Hurwitz, and uh, I, I should have went with their first names. Um, <laughs> healed. There we go. Uh, they basically had everything kind of just drawn up, and he liked it. But you know, again, I don't want to take away from the way he explained it and his story. So check out that if you want to hear more on what Ralph thought. Uh, the next one comes from at Mark Farrell. Uh, is there going to be any Cobra Kai merchandise coming out? Yes. Don't know when, but there are definitely plans. So and we're waiting. <laughs> yeah. So if you could get one piece of Cobra Kai merchandise, what would it be? Uh, gosh. Okay. So it has to be something from Cobra Kai. I'm trying to think if there was something really cool that somebody wore. Would it be like the geese, or would it be just like the Cobra Kai shirts, or? I suppose it would probably be a gi. Um I kind of want something like a a hawk wig, you know? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> a, a blue mohawk wig. I, I think that might be kind of cool, you know, in terms of merchandise. Um, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, it'll probably be one of the geese. I, I, I can't even think right now. I mean, I still want me like a real nice Johnny Red Leather jacket because I got the costume version. So, mm-hmm. uh, As far as myself, uh, I kind of want an Eli slash Hawk action figure. You know, no disrespect to 
to Nicole. I, she's still my favorite new Cobra, but I think there's a lot of potential with this figure because you can have interchangeable heads where you can switch him between uh, his post-Mohawk and current Mohawk. You can have it where uh, you have him dressed up as Eli. You can have it where he's dressed up as Hawk. You can have him all kinds of variables. I got, I got an idea. He can also mm. have a hologram tattoo so that way, when you kind of like, you know, twist him back and forth, it makes it look like the wings are spreading. Oh, that'd be badass. So there you go. Uh, just give me yes. a little kicker for that idea there. Uh, <laughs> the next tweet comes from at Bristow72. Was amazed to learn that the kids only had a few days hours to learn the choreography for the fight scenes because it looked good. Any of them taking real lessons this summer? Many of the actors took it upon themselves to continue training. Lots of kick-ass scenes coming, and they wanted to be ready for whatever we threw at them. At HK Stunts worked miracles with the cast last year. So, does that mean that we're going to get, like, uh, things amped up as far as the action scenes? Yes. That's the way I'm looking at it. And there's actually a tweet that, that references that, so more to come. Awesome. The next one comes from one of my favorite uh, tweeters, uh, Crispy Kareem. Uh, I love that name. Yeah, it's just a badass name for for (laughs) an account. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to have to tweet at him. Good evening. Will any of Robbie's past criminal activity come back to haunt him in season two? Which, before you answer, I think Crispy Kareem, I think he has some really good questions. Hmm. Just throwing it out. Uh, To which uh, Mr. Horowitz said, can't answer that. You'll have to watch and see. Yeah, there you go. And to me, that scan that he did with the laptop computer... That should have gotten him arrested, like, almost immediately, because don't electronic stores have, like, heavy monitors and security cameras and things like that? You would think, and maybe maybe that's what uh, we're talking about here. Yeah, not to mention the fact that he actually, he used a legitimate name tag. All the customer would have had to have said was the name of the associate that gave him the computer, and then they would have been able to track that down fairly easily. Let's not spoil anything. We don't know anything. This, this isn't a spot. This is, I'll just say, this is just speculation. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, no, I think that's a good idea. That uh, That is a possibility because that's... Well, what was the other scam, right? There was the laptop. It wasn't there one more. I felt like... Well, I know was that he two. was uh, on drugs. Uh, you know, oh, I thought that was a hot involved chick. involved in the drug Molly? scheme. No? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that a hot chick? Okay. Or is that a girl he's hooking up with? I think it's a line. <laughs> again, again, he's just so out of touch with this century. It's great. Maybe that's my favorite one-liner. Is that a hot chick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, or is she a hot chick? Uh, the next tweet comes from at Scanners 101. How long will filming take for season two? Just over 10 weeks. And you know what? That is actually valuable information to this show if I may say, because we might have a couple irons in the fire, but we don't really want to stoke the fire too much until after the principal photography is wrapping. Right. So, so, so this is a, yeah. Good. It's good to know. I mean, and I don't think that's anything different because we could have extrapolated that information from season one uh, because we have heard that each episode, each 30-minute episode takes about a week of filming. So mm-hmm. that sounds about right for 10 episodes. But on the other hand, uh, I know that Nicole said that she was actually reporting for production early, you know, at least earlier than expected. So I think it is fair to 
to at least wonder if the production was going to take longer than last year. Yeah, I'm not sure. But again, uh, the appearance of Aisha might be a little bit different, too, in Season 2. We may have some insight on that. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Next one comes from, oh boy, P-Bad Alimenti 1? Sure, we'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Any chance we'll see flashbacks to Daniel as a kid in Jersey, his extended family, and how his relationship with his father compares to Johnny's? I like that a lot. That is, anything is possible. We love doing deep dives on our characters and always look for interesting ways to tell their stories. Did they ever, you know, did they ever explain what happened to Daniel's father or who he was, what became of him? Or I feel like his father died when he was eight. For some reason, that sticks in my head. Either his dad died or his dad left. Uh, yeah, when he, when he was younger. Now, would you want to see? Well, let's say the father just left. He didn't die. Would you want to see him return? No, no. Yeah, I'm uh, kind of the same way because Miyagi is just too much of a father figure for Daniel in this narrative to, yeah, you know, it just wouldn't feel right. Yeah, it, it wouldn't. And honestly, I don't, I don't care about Daniel's father. You know, that doesn't sound like an interesting story to me. Well, why would you introduce that now? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm much more interested in seeing uh, the relationship between Daniel's wife and his, and Daniel's mother. Honestly, I, I really am. Well, and also, also, I would like to see uh, kind of like Mr. Miyagi's, I don't know how they would do this, but I, I'd like to see, you know, like young Sam and Amanda, you know, those type of flashbacks, maybe. Oh, where like Mr. Miyagi's just off camera? Yeah, maybe off camera. Maybe it's like somebody standing in as him, you know, and, you know, he's like interacting with a young Sam and, and Amanda. So we get to see that relationship. And that's, you know, because we know that's the reason why Mr. Miyagi passed away more later. More than, recently than... Uh, yes, more recently Pat, yeah. than Pat Morita. Now, would you want to see, like, uh, somebody's back to the camera as a stand-in for Pat Morita? Or would you want them to do the the Star Wars route where they digitally CGI the actor in? Uh, I would rather the, the back to the camera. Kind Thank of God you said yeah, that. yeah. Because yeah. it's going to be too noticeable, and it's just going to be another one of those things like, oh, Grandma, what was the what's, what's Grand Moff Tarkin? And yeah, Princess it just, Leia, yeah, just looked way too bad, you know. So, yeah. um, and, and well, that I I don't even like the idea of having the back to the camera. I just like the idea of having him just out of view of the camera, and you can use maybe some uh, dialogue from outtakes of the movies. And have the young Sam or, you know, uh, somebody else responding to to that dialogue. Well, I mean, it's kind of like how they had, uh, you know, young John Kreese. And also they had a different actor playing the young Sid in, in the flashback with the, you know, young Johnny. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Which, by the way, I, I wonder if we'll get that character back. You know, the character of young Johnny. So that's to be determined. We have no knowledge of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is the first Q&A session. That was the night I went to the Rose City Comic Con. The next one starts off with, oh, what do you know? A tweet from me at Cobra oh. Kai Pod. Did Sensei Lawrence fix Miguel's asthma? Sensei Lawrence would argue that asthma's bullshit and Miguel just needed to man up. That is probably the best answer to any question I've ever seen. That is amazing. How did I miss that? <laughs> uh, I mean, you had a long weekend, I'm sure. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> And we teased it earlier, one of my favorite new Twitter handles, uh, Crispy Kareem asks, How much freedom do you give to the actors on the script? Are leads involved in writing or rewriting? Thanks. 
All right, so he said, Hayden, Josh, and I write all the scripts with the help of our talented writing staff. We encourage the cast to make the words their own, as long as they're getting across the intended sentiment. Less improv on this than our in our previous work, due to the nature of the project. And yeah. uh, that's actually pretty cool. I mean, uh, the fact that they... I mean, there are some directors who will absolutely not allow any kind of improv whatsoever. And as a result... Uh, the performances they get out of their actors are very, very stiff, usually. Whereas, if the directors at least will allow collaboration for, you know, changing dialogue, you know, it, it feels more natural. Right. And we've heard stories from uh, Rose Bianco and also Vanessa uh, Rubio, you know, where their characters sometimes, you know, they, well, especially Yaya, she speaks Spanish the entire time. So... Mm-hmm. In our interviews with them, we've heard where they've talked to um, other background people and they'll ask, oh, how would you say this? And they try to go with something a little bit more natural, you know, so uh, that just kind of speaks to that. But also, um, I like the fact that they allow the the cast members, you know, because this is a cast of all ages. Perhaps the writing team may not have somebody young enough that has their ear, you know, to the ground for. That's very true. Yeah, you know, to some of the lingo and vernacular of you know kids of today, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I do like that. The next one comes from at love Ralph Macchio. Hi there. Any surprises for season two or little hints? LOL. Many surprises that will continue to be surprises. Again. Love Ralph Macchio. Come on. You don't want to know this right now. (laughs) I don't want to know this right now. If you got him to reveal a spoiler, I'd be pissed. Hey, hey, check out this this, uh, dumb face guy here at Cobra Kai Pod. He (laughs) he asked, will the premiere episode of season two pick up right where the season one finale left off? (laughs) (laughs) To which he answers, do you really expect me to spoil the first scene of season two? (laughs) See, so there you go. I I did it too, um, but you know, I I guess I wasn't thinking. You know, I was just like, oh yeah, he's right. I I don't want I don't want to know whether. Well, actually, I do want to know. That's why I asked. But yes, don't spoil it. I'd rather have it a surprise. Yeah. the The next tweet comes from you, the drunken dork. What's exciting you the most about season two? What makes you the most nervous? To which he uh, answered, "Most excited to build upon the story fans enjoyed in season one." Very confident that the audience will enjoy what we have planned. Most nervous about pulling it all off within our budget. Which again, you know, the fact that they're they're confident and they they've got a clear roadmap fills me with a lot of confidence. Yeah, I mean they're planning for it. You know, they turned in outlines, turned in scripts, and what we have gathered about season one, they make some of those changes through the shooting, you know, to tell a better story. So very mm-hmm. excited. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The next one comes from at Scott D'Amico, or D'Amico, D'Amico, D'Amico uh, where Harold and Kumar, oh, pr- probably were. Uh, okay, so this isn't a Cobra Kai-related tweet, but there's a reason I incorporated this in here. Uh, Scott here asks, were Harold and Kumar originally Joe and Larry, or did you always have their ethnicity in mind? They were always... Harold and Kumar. Many of my and Hayden's best friends are Asian and Indian Americans, and we wanted to put characters like them on the big screen. So I really like that. And for anybody that follows uh, Mr. Horowitz on Twitter, he was 
uh, endorsing, you know, John Cho's searching. You know, he he seems like he has a very good relationship with um, is it Cal Penn, right? Cal Penn mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, John Cho. And also, we have heard from a previous Q&A session that the character of Dimitri was originally supposed to be Indian uh, by the character name of Tanzit, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that just kind of speaks to it. And uh, I, being Asian-American myself, I do appreciate that they are trying to represent of the kids in America today that it's not like all white kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to me, I think that, I mean, just speaking as a former white kid myself... You're not white anymore? (laughs) Well, I'm not a kid anymore. (laughs) But it's something that I never really even considered when I was growing up. But now that I'm older and I try to have more empathy with as many people as I can, I think it is important to have the the characters on screen reflect the audience that you want to reach. Yeah, that, and that's why, like, I, I know um, the movie Hook is very divided, divisive in terms of, of people love it, some people just hate it, but that was a movie I much enjoyed because of the character of Rufio being Asian, mm-hmm. you know? I was just mm-hmm. like, wow, that, that kid looks like me on screen. And so um, I think with this cast that we have so diverse, all types of kids from everywhere can see somebody like them on screen and enjoy it too. Yeah. Yeah, so the next one comes from at Aaron, uh, followed by a bunch of numbers. Will Daniel's championship victory in 84 be finally revoked since he wasn't a legal participant, i.e. he wasn't a brown or black belt? The All-Valley Board has shown itself to be loosey-goosey when it comes to belt enforcement over the years. And you know what? Aaron has a very good point. Not only did Daniel, quote-unquote, win with an illegal kick he wasn't even supposed to be there right he was not qualified to be in that tournament to me that that should be the grounds for revoking that title i i think so they stole the actual black belt you know out of a bag so yeah there you go that's a very good point so we shall see who knows or at the very least his uh his role in in the committee you know yeah yeah because i mean who is he to preach morals when he uh is a, a filthy lying cheater that doesn't know how to mind his own goddamn business <laughs> all right uh calm down now <laughs> uh the next, no it's very fair i i think that's a very good tweet there um yes. next one comes from at mhs sports one is cobra kai series going to feel as much nostalgic in season two will there be more of johnny's friends in the original Karate Kid and Elizabeth Shue. The nostalgia factor will still be there while continuing to push our modern story forward. And, you know, that's actually one of the things that I really, really appreciated about season one. Yeah, it did heavily involve nostalgia, but it wasn't a complete and utter rehash of the original Cobra Kai. If anything, it took what you were expecting it to, to give you and completely turned it on its head. And... If it was just like a, a Force Awakens version of Karate Kid, I don't think it would have been anywhere near as good as it turned out to be. Yeah, and we actually mentioned it in our, in our reviews, too, that we were just glad that they didn't try to hit us with that nostalgia factor too early on in the show. A lot of it mm-hmm. did come you know, after, I would say, Episode 7 is when we started getting a little bit more of it, so you know, they, mm-hmm. they definitely wanted to focus on the new modern story first. Yes. At Cobra Kai Pod asks, will we find out who took Yasmin home after the beach? Shit, I was supposed to give her a ride. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. 
That was, yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one comes from LP Jellyhead. I can't wait for season two. Will season one ever be released on Blu-ray slash DVD? I'm rooting for a Blu-ray DVD release, but not sure yet if it will happen. And uh, we've talked about this, at least on uh, the Facebook group, as far as why YouTube wouldn't put that out or Sony put that out. And why I think personally it would be a mistake not to have them. I mean, the reason why they don't want to put it out is obviously because they want people to pay the service, the $10 a month to take advantage of all of the shows. But we we still live in a world where not everybody has access to broadband internet in their home. And I'm assuming that they still want to reach as wide an audience as they can. For a lot of people, especially uh, where I live, I live out in a very rural part of Michigan, it's a lot easier for them to hop down to the lo- local big box store, grab a you know box set of the season and take it home than it is for them to stream it. Yeah, and also, I mean, there's plenty of show. Uh, uh, Game of Thrones is available on HBO, and they still have it, you know, for sale on DVD. Netflix is doing the same thing. Yeah, Netflix. I mean, granted, it takes them like a year, year and a half for him to finally release it, but still, I mean, if Netflix is willing to release their original content on physical media, why wouldn't YouTube? Yeah, I, and this could also be nothing, but I'm looking at his choice of words. I am rooting for a Blu-ray DVD release but not sure if it will happen so that doesn't that almost sounds not promising you know what i mean mm-hmm. so um but we'll see yeah we'll, we'll just wait and see because uh, like the merchandise thing sounds more likely than this Blu-ray yeah. dvd release uh, but if you guys want to fork out the i don't know a couple hundred dollars for the bootleg on ebay i wouldn't suggest it first off but i mean there's people doing that well, not only that, but they have uh, screeners of like one or two episodes available on uh, eBay, uh, and I wouldn't mind getting that just for collector's sake. Um, I don't know, but that's, that's, that, an that's official. A, that's, thing, a, that's a gray though. area. Yeah, yeah that, that's more official as opposed to like people just r- ripping the, you know, the episodes and putting it on a disc. You know, so yeah. I'd rather own the real thing. So if it's a exactly. screener, I'd, I'd pay for that. Yeah. Um, at oh, this is a friend of the show, Mike uh, Mike Masunis, who hosts the Sweep the League podcast. So at STL Podcast, we all love Cobra Kai series, of course. But if there was only one thing and one thing only you could change, or you would change rather, in season one, what would it be? Thanks. In episode one hundred seven, the photos that the All Valley board members are looking at are from Karate Kid One, when they were supposed to be from Karate Kid Three. Nobody notices, but it still bothers me. Did you notice that? I I didn't. Um, I didn't, but it's one of those things. I wasn't looking at the details. I have seen that particular episode a number of times. I actually just completed another rewatch uh, this past week here. It's not something that uh, I caught, but basically every movie that has ever been produced, there's some sort of continuity, um, some sort of error that people just overlook. And sometimes they don't catch it for decades. You know, oh, like yeah. the infamous one that I didn't see until really late in my life was Back to the Future 3, you know, where Doc is talking to Marty from inside the train at the end. Oh, yeah. you're talking about the kid? Yeah, so one of Doc's boys in the background, he's pointing at his junk. And when I was first introduced to that gif, I was like, oh, no, somebody photoshopped that. That didn't happen. <laughs> well, 
I pulled out my Blu-ray and I fast forward to that scene. I'm like, oh my God, it's right there. So And now you can't unsee it. I can't unsee it. And it's just one of those things, you know, like they they watch the episode, they're like, Great, it looks it looks beautiful, let's print it. And then upon rewatches, people are starting to notice, oh crap, that's the wrong thing. You know, what can you do at that point? (laughs) So All right. Very valid question, but uh, yeah, you, you know, just just don't go George Lucasing any of these uh, episodes. <laughs> nice. The next one comes from you again, the drunken dork. Uh, after recently watching the original trilogy, I couldn't help but feel that the movie's writers never handled Allie's exit well. Is there a chance that we can see a more proper send off to that character? We hated Allie's exit when we first saw it as kids, and we still hate it now. It remains to be seen if we'll have the opportunity to right past wrongs. So, uh, as far as my feelings of the way that they got rid of Allie in Karate Kid 2, I thought that it was kind of disrespectful to the character because in the first movie, she was presented as somebody who was a fairly nice kid. She had her feet firmly planted on the ground, and she was one of the smarter characters, frankly, of between Johnny... Daniel in Alley with an Eye, I'd say that Alley with the Eye was probably the most grounded. And then all of a sudden to have her completely written out of Karate Kid 2 just with a couple lines of dialogue where not only did she cheat on Daniel with a uh, high school quarterback but crashed his car, that, I don't know, I mean, you're presenting her as a shrewish woman who is a stereotypically bad driver that just really 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 rubs me the wrong way after all these years and i mean not only that why would elizabeth Shue want to come back to something like that you know what i mean like she was she went to college you know from what i remember and it was just kind of a really shorthand to her character and i know that they were going to okinawa and there was going to be a new love interest there are better ways to handle that and, mm-hmm. you know, it could be a simple thing where, again, it was just a misunderstanding. We saw that in episode nine, where um, Sam and Robbie show up to the beach and Miguel's just like, well, what is going on? They're holding hands. Well, she was coming down the hill and Robbie held her hand so that way she wouldn't fall. It could mm-hmm. be just one of those things. It was just a big misunderstanding. And uh, Daniel always jumping to conclusions, as we see in Cobra Kai. <laughs> You know, it's very, I don't want to say very easy to write, but it's, you know, we can write something plausible that's very understanding to all the fans. Yes. The next one comes from Love Ralph Macho. If the blueberry pie and the death certificate deleted scenes will ever be shown in Cobra Kai 2 per a, uh, hold on. The the if part is throwing me off. Could... Does it mean could? Could the blueberry pie and death certificate? I think will the will the blueberry pie and death certificate deleted scenes ever be shown in Cobra Kai season two per a friend on Facebook who doesn't have Twitter? All right, now I know for a fact. I feel bad now. Love Ralph Macchio is one of our listeners and is on our Facebook group because um, uh, they there was a listener who didn't have Twitter and just wanted to ask her with a question now love Ralph Macchio having said that thank you for listening but do you really want spoilers right now <laughs> I, I'm just saying I don't want spoilers to be fair she is relaying a comment from somebody else yes for this yeah one. all right uh Hiro said I can't say 
but I can say we were trying to get a hold of the footage from deleted scenes just to see what we have access to. Yeah. Now, to me, I think that would be really cool if they could actually incorporate, you know, deleted scenes back into continuity. That might show things uh, to the audience that have, that changes their opinion on things. And what I would like to see is that one picture that's floating around where Miyagi and Daniel are bowing and Allie's sitting on the floor behind them. Yes, the listener that didn't have uh, access to Twitter was very curious about that. And she wanted me to, to ask that, but by that point, I felt like I was just kind of peppering uh, Mr. Hurowitz with questions. I wanted to have other people get a chance to get, you know, get a question and answer as well. Right, right. Uh, and the next one comes from, I think, one of our newer listeners as well, uh, Amy D2416. Between the Miguel taking the guys out in the cafeteria and Johnny taking out the bikers during the first season, which were amazing, are we going to see more great fight scenes like that for season two? Season two will have more fight scenes than season one, and they'll each be awesome in their own way. So there we go. That's uh, Badass. This, this is the one I was referring to. Yep. Yep. Badass. The next one comes from Alger Shane. Is there any possibility Chosen could return, or at least be referred to in his aftermath, at some point. Any character from the universe can appear or be referenced. And again, I will try to uh, audition for the uh, Chosen Son. <laughs> <laughs> Just a reference to uh, Cobra Kai News number one, uh, for those that uh, uh, haven't heard that one yet. Uh, the, ne- the next one comes from another listener of ours, at Dorothy Golden G. What about a Cobra Kai Golden Girls crossover episode with Betty White called Golden Cobra? To which uh, Hero says, "In." So there we go. I just want to. <laughs> I just want to see. Yeah, I want to see a Betty White fight scene once before either she or I shuffle off this mortal coil. Yeah, I would love it. Some wire foo or something. I mean, you know what? <laughs> Put it on Ready or Die. What? Yeah, is that is that what it's called? Funny or Die. Funny or Die. Sorry. So, ready or die. (laughs) So, funny or die. Yes, put it on that. I'd love to see that. Um, The next one comes from you again. Do you have any inside info as to the contents of the Cincinnati box from Hot Tub Time Machine? Now, you haven't seen Hot Tub Time Machine yet, have you? I've seen it one time when it first came out. Okay, so do you remember the Cincinnati box? Not not at all. I don't remember anything. It's been too long, yeah. All right, it was it was a, a a running improv, I guess, that uh, John uh, Cusack started, and the other actors kind of picked up on it, not thinking that the, uh, the editors were ever going to keep it in. Lo and behold, they did, but they never revealed what was in the box labeled Cincinnati. Uh, her what says that's classified information, but I do know that Josh is it Josh Hield? Yes. Is that, is in possession of that box. That's awesome. So I, I, I would probably think it's awesome too if I knew a little bit more about this. But uh, again, that's a that's a movie that we will uh, in, not interview review uh, f- as a bonus episode on this feed at some point. And, and honestly, it's it's no surprise that Josh has that box because you ju- you just can't bury that stuff. Okay, again, I, I'd probably get the reference <laughs> <laughs> if I've seen it more recently. But I I will agree with you. How about that? You know, like, okay, there you go. Yeah. That's all I ask. Okay. Uh, the next one comes from another listener of ours, AC Patterson 975. Was the scene in episode 9 when Johnny and Daniel were in the car singing along to the radio a reference to Tommy Boy? 
Uh, and this is actually a, this makes total sense now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, the answer is, it was more of a reference to Harold and Kumar singing Hold On. Could one argue that it's also a reference, or could be a reference to Wayne's World? It's very possible. Very possible. So, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of scenes like that, but, uh, but, you know, just the fact that they're uh, also tied to the Harold and Kumar franchise, you know, I, I think it could be more of that, uh, of a reference. Next one comes from Big LaRusso. Attempt two. What are the chances out of 100 that we could see Sean Kanan or uh, uh, Thomas Ian Griffin? That's it. There we go. On season two, please. I can't answer questions like this. We love those characters and they'll appear if and when it makes sense to the current narrative. And there we go. Again, um, I'm going to start filtering out some of the... You know, because we've already heard it uh, a couple times already. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, people definitely want to see those characters. So I guess a lot of love for three, less of two. I, I feel ch- Chosen doesn't come up as, as often. Not even Sato, <laughs> you know. Maybe it's, no. maybe Sato is passed on as well. Who knows? Uh, the next one comes from Dorothy Golden G. Why do you think they gave Crease and Mr. Lawrence very similar first names? I always wondered about this with all the names they could use. This is a good question. I never even thought about this. But the answer yeah. is, we assumed it was to lean into Crease as a surrogate father, but we actually asked the original writer, and it was far more random. In the script, it just said Crease. On set, he was asked the first name. Swamped, he blurted out John, forgetting his student's name was Johnny. Yeah. I like that. Because, I mean, that... that I mean, I obviously have no experience on the set of a movie, but I could see why the writer would have 20 different things on his mind, and then all of a sudden he has some random person asking him a random question, and he just blurts out the first thing that comes to his head. Yeah, and, you know, John is a very common name, and I like that, too, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but can you, well, what if it was, like, David Kreese? You know, it just, I don't know, John Kreese just sounds right. It does, it yeah. does. Next one comes from uh, my favorite Twitter handle, Crispy Kareem. Can you give us a hint of the soundtrack for Cobra Kai Season 2? Also, have you run into any difficulties in obtaining song rights? Can't give any specific hints other than to say we have some the same philosophy we had in Season 1. Yes, sometimes it's difficult or too expensive to use songs we want. So, I, And, I mean, I've heard horror stories about, you know, people who... Uh, will write specific scenes around a specific song only to find out that it would like double the budget of the entire production just to put 30 seconds of that song into their project. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that being very difficult, but I, I wonder like, how do you even give a hint uh, of this? Oh, you know, for p- possible pop songs that could be used. Okay. Uh, I was thinking, or, like, you the know, score. if they uh, reuse songs from the original movie. Right. Right. Okay. So yeah, I understand that better now. Um, okay, so the next one comes from Love Ralph Macchio. Any- I love you, Love Ralph Macchio. <laughs> Any plans on maybe putting the Cobra Kai series on Netflix? I know a lot of people that uses that service for other shows. Cobra Kai is a YouTube original, so it won't be on Netflix anytime soon. Tell your friends to watch the first two episodes for free on YouTube, then to watch the rest using the 30-day free trial. Hey, that's what we've Good been advice. Yeah, that's what we've been telling a lot of people as well. Yeah, yeah. Again, we feel like we're Cobra Kai boosters. So um, now, 
love Ralph Macho. Do you really want to know if it's going to go on Netflix? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> no, I had to, Tom. I was actually waiting for you to do that. I thought that was a a, a moment there. That you oh, no, have. now I feel like an asshole. <laughs> okay. Seriously, it's just because I'm, I'm a person that avoids trailers for big movies that I don't want to see. I, I hate spoilers that much. I'm the, I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah. I, um, it's funny because uh, I, I think I have a story of... I forget which movie it was, but there was one movie I was avoiding a spoil uh, or um, trailers at all costs. And then I went to go watch another movie, and there was the trailer, right? <laughs> you know, opening up the movie. I'm like, oh, well, here it is. So I might as well watch it. Um, oh, I almost got into a fist fight with my co-host Jake over a <laughs> accidental spoiler. Uh, he and I were in line to check out at a uh, big box store around the corner, and it was right before. Dark Knight Rises had come out. I avoided everything about that movie. I avoided news stories, trailers, TV spots, everything. And then he just casually mentions that Liam Neeson was going to be back in it. And I damn near (laughs) hit him over the head with a beer bottle. Oh, that sounds like a regular Tuesday for you guys. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, more of a Wednesday, you know. Wednesday, okay. Tuesday's usually vodka. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, spoilers. I mean, I don't know. I I, I guess depending... I, I I obviously don't want something that's going to ruin the plot or whatever, but there's some spoilers that I'd be okay with. Um, you know, things that uh, would be fun to speculate around. You know what I mean? Like, well, uh, on the other hand, if you had known that Martin Cove was going to be in the first season, would it have made that final reveal as awesome? Oh, compared uh, to not so, knowing, somebody would have gotten a crane kick to the face by me if I had heard that spoiler. <laughs> I mean, that's a huge spoiler. But, exactly. I mean. Uh, but but there are some spoilers that don't ruin anything. Like uh, for example, uh, you you can say, well, John Hurwitz uh, tweeted out a picture with Hirokoda, and they're in a dojo. Oh no, we're spoiled. There's gonna be some fighting. Um, John Hurwitz is in front of Johnny Lawrence's apartment. Oh crap, we're gonna get some outside shots. <laughs> you know what? I liked this show so much that if it weren't for the fact that we were doing this podcast, I would have considered that a spoiler, and I would have been pissed. Okay, that's fair. But because I love our listeners, and especially love Ralph Macchio, <laughs> I am doing this as a service. All right. <laughs> Indeed. Mia culpa, mia culpa. Yes. Uh, let's see here. The next one comes from at the Eric Goldman, having known her basically my entire life. Are the odds good we'll see more of Randy Heller in season two, who plays uh, Mama uh, LaRusso? I never get about odds on stuff like this. So who Which, knows? Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm with Eric Goldman. I want to see her. I I like it because she's very much her character from the movie. Yes, and yeah, the fact that it's really the fact that all of the people who are returning from the movies were able to slip back into those characters so well. Just uh, it, it's a testament to the actors. It really is. Gosh, that kind of makes me think about like certain. Uh, you know, quote unquote villains from uh, part three. You know, how would they mesh well with this, uh, you know, kind of a little bit more grounded universe? Just a little mm-hmm. bit more. Well, I mean, I, I've seen all kinds of reunion shows, whether it's uh, televisions, movies, uh, rock bands in, in particular, where there's been a huge uh, gap of time since uh, the group of people have collaborated and didn't quite mesh well just because, you know, Time moves on. Everybody uh, changes and evolves as individuals, and then when they come back as a team, it doesn't click. This clicked. 
Uh, so again, I just got to give all the compliments to the actors, the writers, everybody associated with this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have a bunch of lovable characters too. That's the other thing uh, with some of like these other reboots, and I'm not going to name any shows, but I, I've seen some where I'm, you know, I'm not really loving the new characters, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm only kind of like watching some of it because of the older characters. So um, every credit to everybody involved in this show. Yes. The next one comes from AC Patterson 975. Since you have said that you have several seasons planned, does that mean that we will have new team characters to replace Miguel, Sam, Hawk, Robbie, etc.? Those kids will have to go off to college at some point. To which Mr. Horowitz says, we will continue to introduce new students starting with season two. Which I like how he just avoids like the the main cast because it's, yes you know what that's neither here nor there right now he avoided that question like he was the doing a press conference for the White House <laughs> uh, and if you follow John Hurwitz it's funny to, to see some of his tweets <laughs> like his um yes political yes. stuff <laughs> so uh, the next one comes from hopefully uh, a new listener because um, you know I'll bring up something uh, after we're done with all the tweets here but at Vic Digital. Seems like YouTube isn't taking proper advantage of the fact that it's YouTube and creating tons of ancillary Cobra Kai content, like fake vlogs from the characters or fake training videos, etc. There should be tons of up next content ready to go after we finish an episode. Uh, Twitch Horowitz says, We would hope that in time there will be more ancillary content. And I agree. Why why don't we just um, skip the next one real quick and just go to this follow up? uh, Okay. Yeah. Uh, you jump in and you're like, not to toot our own horn, but toot toot. Uh, but over at the Cobra Kai pod, we've managed to interview a lot of cast members who have given us plenty of behind the scenes insight on the show. And this, uh, may have been the highlight of my weekend. I mean, uh, it made me pee my pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that I had my depends, Andy. Uh, he said, Yes. At Cobra Kai Pod is a great resource for all fans to hear in-depth interviews with many of our talented cast members. So there you go. He's telling you, listen to us. Yes, we got an endorsement from the man himself. Damn. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I I don't know if I've said it out publicly, but I've often thought of Mr. Hurwitz as the Vince Gilligan of Cobra Kai. Yeah, he's kind of the gatekeeper anymore, really. Yeah, really. So... Um, so there we go. No better endorsement from the man himself. So I, I do mm-hmm. appreciate that uh, little love there. And that actually got one of the, the most likes uh, in terms of the tweets that, I, that I've seen. So uh, I, I have to go in there to see if there's any celebrities that liked it, too. <laughs> yeah, and in all honesty, I was not looking for him to react to that at all. I was just kind of maybe helping the guy out who wanted to see like yeah. behind the scenes stuff. Right. Saying, Hey, you know, it's out there. You just got to look for us and we can give it to you. Yeah. It's the same. You know, I've seen like the, the young woman that um, mentioned, Oh, Aisha being her favorite new character. And I actually shared like our interview in there. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I believe that's what you were also doing. Like, Hey, you know, yeah. we're, Give us, check us out. Well, you know, we have some things that you might like, but the fact that Mr. Hurwitz went as far as, you know, yeah, giving us a shout out, you know, it's a great resource for all fans. You know, it was just very, very humbling. Um, there's no words to describe that feeling. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know what to add to that other than, uh, wow. Wow, that is uh, pretty dang cool. 
That might uh, that tweet. It might be the image for this episode. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the next one comes from Wistful Gem One regarding a rumor in the last scene of the series. Is Crease is Crease a figment of Johnny's imagination, i.e., a ghost, or is he real? You'll have to watch to find out. Now, have you heard that rumor or that theory? This is this is new for me. Now, here's the thing. The rumor is spelled with R-U-M-O-U-R. Perhaps uh, our fellow listener friends in other countries are talking about this nonsense here. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> I will be a little upset if Mr. Uh, Sen- or Mr. Sensei Kreese is a ghost for seven episodes. Or just like a figment of his imagination. Or a figment, in, yeah, absolutely. Like, n- n- no, I don't subscribe to that. But no, I, to answer your question, uh, I have not heard of that. Yeah. Um. The only reason why I would be not upset, but maybe confused as to that being real is because this series has been very much level-headed, grounded. They, they don't do anything out of you know the realm of possibility and then all of a sudden throw that in there well that would just be a, a, a the definition of a jump the shark moment wouldn't it absolutely it is it we we don't okay it's tommy that's got the brain damage if if crease is anybody's figment of imagination it would be tommy <laughs> not, not johnny <laughs> uh that's number one number two to kind of piggyback on that, I don't think Johnny has gone through anything really that traumatic for for that to be a figment of his imagination. I feel um, unless they retcon that and show us, you know, something in season two. So uh, I just, yeah. just dismiss it because again, it's it's a rumor. Is you know, yeah. So. If if Crease turns out to be the devil on Johnny's shoulder, telling him to do bad things, uh, I hope that's not true. Really, yeah, that's yeah. not true. That's it. Yeah, we'll continue to cover the show. Uh, but yeah, we, we just yeah. may not be happy. Um, <laughs> all right. The next one comes from Hookum six two seven eight. Is Harold really based on a guy named Stephen Keel? Now, again, not Cobra Kai related, and no other reason that I included this was because I felt a bit of a shade in his response. No, he's based on a guy named Harold Lee. Which is the character John Joe plays in Harold and Kumar, yeah. and so it's is an original character. Uh, so I just thought it was it was funny. Like no, no, he's just <laughs> based on the guy who who we wrote. I'm yeah. I'm kind of curious who Stephen Keel is now. Uh, I didn't care to look it up. Yeah, yeah. But I do I do appreciate the fact that people are asking about more than just Cobra Kai. I mean, I mean, Mr. Hurwitz has a wide and uh, varied career out there. I love the Harold and Kumar movies, and I love American Pie. So, you know, um, before I got into podcasting, I didn't, you know, look to see what some of these names were, you know. So Mm -hmm. um, they weren't household names for me growing up, but I know I loved those particular franchises. And so when I found out that these are the same guys, I go... Well, I love their comedy and humor, so it'll be interesting, you know, it being the Karate Kid universe, and it just, it made sense. Yeah. I love it. Uh, next one comes from a, oh, actually, no, that's all of it. I was going to say, yeah, now I've gotten always confused. Oh, no. No, the, 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 what I do have that you don't have is we have a comment from our Podbean site, which is uh, very rare. This might be my first one ever. Oh. Yeah. 
This comes from a new listener of ours. Uh, this username is tcar4444. Hey, Peter and Tom, just started listening to your podcast, and I am absolutely loving it. I started from the beginning, and in one of the first couple of episodes, you talk about a number that you can call, and Sensei Johnny Lawrence calls you back. I might have misunderstood, but I thought you were going to post that number with the show notes, but I did not see it. Is there any chance that you could tell me the number? Because that would be pretty cool to say that I got a call from Sensei Johnny. So, um... I don't remember if we said we were going to put it in the show notes. Maybe we did and just completely forgot. But I know he is in our group page, so we'll we'll go ahead and post it in there. Well, uh, if you want, let me see if I can find it. Uh, actually, I've got the uh, number right here. Okay, so if you have it, we'll put it in this show notes for sure. And we'll share it in the group page as well. <laughs> yeah, do you want me to go ahead and read it off? Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, because the way that they uh, publicized this was a Cobra Kai billboard. And not a billboard for the show. It was a billboard for the school. Uh, And all it has is the Cobra in the background, Johnny in a fighting pose. And it says, strike like a Cobra, join the dojo. Uh, I haven't even taken advantage of the the Hotmail account. I should send them a message. Uh, The email address is... Cobra Kai dash dojo at hotmail.com and the phone number that you can uh, leave a voicemail for. And I don't know if that's still up. I would hope it is. Is one three eight five Cobra eight four. Very simple and very simple. Yep. I'll put in the show notes and we'll share it in the group as well. Uh, So that's it. We um, that's all the feedback that we have uh, and also the the tweets and again uh big thanks to uh, mr herwitz for uh conducting these q a's on twitter and you know providing us content to create for listeners that cannot participate uh so i'm uh, very appreciative of that uh so another thing that we have is uh we have made some friends in the social media world uh podcasting community and it's the cobra guys who also cover cobra kai they've also done uh, individual episodes and they break down the scene by scene uh, format as well. And you know, just to to take a title from the Cobra Kai show, they are different but same. Yeah. So I mean, we're covering the same content. There's room for everybody else. You know, we're not going to try to like monopolize this. The internet's a big, big place, gang. Big place, but they are super hilarious. They're really funny. They work off of each other very, very well. Like I feel they're comedians, and I don't know that to be you know <laughs> true or anything like that. But they are funny guys, and they they riff off of each other so well that um I just crack myself up at at their jokes, and they're very animated too, and they do. Um, I I don't I don't know if it's really like impressions per se, but they'll talk about like a certain scene or something, and then they start like kind of um going off and riffing off of that particular scene. If that makes any sense, you know. So they uh joke a lot, and there's a lot of levity. So um, if you guys are looking for another fun listen, check out the Cobra Guys, and this is their promo. Prepare. Hi, everybody. My name is Jeremy. Hey, my name's Mikey. <laughs> being weird still. What? That was normal. <laughs> we're not going to get him to watch our show if she's being so weird. Uh, that's not being weird. Now we're doing a bit. We're doing a bit? I was doing a bit. Oh, you tricked me because you do said a lot I was of bits. Ah, I love bits. Uh, all right. But I am Mikey. And I'm Jeremy. And we do have a Cobra Kai podcast. That's right. I love that show. It's a great show. Jeremy just doesn't stop watching it. I've seen it 12 and a half times. That's awesome. I've yeah, seen I'm- it. 
all the way through you guys, 12 and a half times. Front to back? Front to back. Wow, that's a lot of times. And a few times I just jump in and watch an episode. I don't even count those. That's right. The other night we watched like four episodes just for fun. That's true. Because we love Cobra Kai. Yep. Um, yeah, so we break down all the episodes. We get into it. Yeah, I got a lot of insights, yeah. you guys. I had to start a podcast. I have so much to say about Cobra Kai. You literally wouldn't stop talking about it. I know, and you didn't even want to watch it. I didn't. I thought it looked like a garbage show. But guess what? Not a garbage show. It freaking rules. It does rule. And I made him watch Karate Kid, the film. I liked Karate Kid. He had never seen it. It was really good, and I also had a lot to say. Yeah. So if any of this sounds interesting to you guys, you should uh, check out the podcast. Absolutely. Check that thing out. Cobra Guys. Cobra Guys. iTunes. iTunes. Google Play Music. Google Play Music. That's it. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Bye. So that would be, uh, again, the promo from the Cobra Guys. Give them a listen. Uh, I want to give them a shout out. Thanks for sending that our way. Uh, and we hope to possibly hook up with them sometime. I've been uh, talking to, I don't know if it's Jeremy or Mike that I, I've been talking to on Twitter, uh, but we've discussed you know, perhaps doing a crossover episode, a two-parter type deal where we can put, you know, um, part one on our feed or something, part two on theirs and try to, uh, you know, get some listenership on both sides. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's no reason why we can't cross-pollinate. Yeah, you know, and again, it's what what else can we do at this point? We've covered the the show. We we have some ideas ourselves obviously, uh but I, I think hooking up with some other uh, Cobra Kai podcasters, I I think it's going to help everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So, um that's all I got. Uh, I guess we get into some of our contacts now. Uh the group page that we keep mentioning, it is forever growing and we have some amazing people in there. Uh it is www.cobrakai.tvamb group. You spell out the words period and it's always in the show notes too. I I've been copying and pasting um you know some some of the Parts of the show notes that's going to be on every single episode. So just take a look at that if you guys want to find our contact information. Uh, we share all of our episodes and have some really fun discussions. Uh, but also you can find us on Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod and on Instagram at Cobra Kai Podcast. And if it's not Cobra Kai related, you can find me at Podstalgic on Instagram and Twitter, where I do a movie review podcast where Tom has joined me on many, many installments of oh, The Karate Kid, which we put on this feed, The Nightmare on Elm Street series, uh, Better Off Dead, and a, a lot of other one-offs as well, and, and more to come for sure. What about you, yes. Tom? Uh, well, you can find me every week on a little show called Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be uploading an episode uh, very shortly after I get off uh, the phone with Peter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Drunken Dork. You can also reach out to me on Facebook at my uh, group page, Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. So if you guys haven't done so, um, please consider taking a couple of minutes to leave us a star rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever app you're using. That's really going to help us out. Uh, the, the one that is leading right now has, I believe, 23 ratings, and all of their stars range from one to five. Uh, we currently have all five stars, and if you believe that's what we are, please help us out and, and leave us a rating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so thank you guys for checking out this episode, and we'll see you next time. See ya.
Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.